0: This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com.
1: Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. German based tech giant Merck Group has announced it will be making its largest investment in Taiwan to date, pouring in a total of 612 million US dollars. It's all part of the company's level up growth program. Sandy Chi has the details.
2: Taiwan may be a small island, but it's proving to be a giant in the semiconductor industry. The German tech company Merck is looking to turn Taiwan into one of its major semiconductor suppliers. In the next five to seven years, we will invest primarily in semiconductor technologies and we will expand our footprint in Kaohsiung. This is the third and largest investment after previous ones in 2017 and 2020. Merck aims to develop its electronics business with a focus on production, expansion, research, and talent cultivation. It's a program also carried out in the U.S., Japan, South Korea, and China. This will give Taiwan an integrated semiconductor material production site with a comprehensive product portfolio. Merck already has several production facilities in Kaohsiung, employing 1,000 people. But this new plant is meant to be a mega site, which will be one of the company's most important production hubs. It will also create 400 more jobs. Construction on the plant is set to start next year and mass production is expected to get underway by 2024. With domestic and foreign manufacturers increasing their investment, Taiwan's position as a leader in the global electronic technology industry seems more secure. Kamashu and Sandy Chi for Taiwan Plus.
1: On Saturday, people in Taiwan will be heading for referendums on four main topics. One of them asks whether a nuclear power plant should be unsealed and put into use to help power the country. Public opposition to nuclear power rose in the wake of the Fukushima disaster, stemming from the 2011 earthquake and tsunami in Japan. But supporters of a yes vote insist the plant is safe, and is essential for taiwan's future energy supply louise watt has this report marching for a no vote
3: activists on a 30-hour walk to taiwan's capital calling on the public not to activate a controversial nuclear power plant their campaign started in gongliao on the northeastern coast the site of the island's fourth nuclear power plant the focus of a divisive referendum The divisions largely fall along party lines. The ruling Democratic Progressive Party, or DPP, is anti-nuclear. Nuclear Nuclear energy is controversial in Taiwan because of a lack of long-term nuclear waste storage facilities and fears of an earthquake-triggered disaster, like in Japan in 2011. The opposition Kuomintang, or KMT, has urged people to vote yes to number four they say it would be a safe way of generating electricity. The fourth plant has been a contentious issue for years. The fate of the fourth nuclear power plant is an especially heated issue in Gongyao, where it's located. Wu Wentong runs an electrical shop full of refrigerators, fans and anti-nuclear posters. He's campaigned against the plant since its construction was first proposed more than 30 years ago. He shows me albums with photos of community meetings dating back to the 1980s. He's compiled his own research on the impact an operating nuclear plant could have in this area. Saturday's referendum is the first countrywide vote on activating the Longman nuclear power plant. Opposition voices against the plant ring loud in this fishing town, with some residents even calling for divine intervention. But with the island's three other nuclear plants already being decommissioned or due to go offline by 2025, there is a bigger issue looming. Taiwan's future power supply. It's a point highlighted by energy expert Hal Falls, who used to train and supervise nuclear plant operations at another plant in Taiwan.
0: If our friends you know, across the ocean over there um, from mainland decided to do a blockade, uh, it would only take like three or four days of them blockading Taiwan before Taiwan starts running out of electrical energy, where in the nuclear industry. You could store five years' worth of fuel in each one of the reactor pools and at least at least have that amount of, of energy available uh, to, to Taiwan.
3: The nation imports 98% of its energy. Currently, most of its power is supplied by fossil fuels, including 30% from the burning of coal, a key contributor to air pollution and climate change. Renewables like wind and solar power have grown fast, but still account for less than 1%. Nuclear energy makes up about 7%. Wang Bo Hui, the former general manager of the fourth plant, dismisses the concerns over activating the facility. He says he has full confidence in its design and safety. He believes it could play an important role in Taiwan's development and says its two units alone could supply as much as 10% of Taiwan's power.
4: 台湾你要发展半导体半导体是一个吃电的怪兽那你假如说用这些电完全用政府现在讲的完全用再生能源
2: green that's impossible because the green is based on the 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 weather okay the weather in the in the daytime you have Uh, but But
3: residents in the shadow of the plant aren't convinced that it's a strong enough argument to activate it. Whether the referendum opens the door to the plant going online or not, both sides agree on one thing. The decision will have repercussions for future generations. Alex Chen and
1: Louise Watt for Taiwan Plus. You heard in that report from Taipei-based Hal Falls, who used to train and supervise operations at Taiwan's third nuclear power plant in Pingdong. He now runs a company manufacturing components for the onshore wind industry. Louise Watt spoke to him further and asked him how safe nuclear energy is in Taiwan.
0: First of all, Taiwan is not Fukushima and Taiwan is not Chernobyl. Chernobyl, just you know, going back quite a number of years, is a totally different reactor design, uh, which could never happen. Could never happen in Taiwan because of the design. And as far as Fukushima is concerned, if you look at the major earthquake that Fukushima suffered, which is a pretty massive earthquake, the damage wasn't done by the earthquake. So when people say, "Well, we could have a similar earthquake," yeah, okay, we could, but the damage to the reactors were done by the failure of the of the backup electrical generators to turn on. And the problem with Fukushima is that the backup electrical generators were under sea level. And I don't know how the water got into those. They're supposed to be isolated. They're supposed to be secure. They're supposed to be waterproof. Taiwan is not built the same. Taiwan does not have the electrical generators under sea level. Taiwan's two reactors. Sheng and Jinzhan are basically up on a hill and, uh, and a, a tsunami like they had in Japan would not affect them the same.
3: Over the past decades, a big issue in Taiwan concerning nuclear has been the disposal of nuclear waste. How much of an issue do you think this is going forward?
0: You've got so many of these highly, highly radioactive uh, fuel assemblies sitting in these spent fuel pools right now. And what are we going to do with it? There's no, the cities like New Taipei City doesn't want to transport it across land. We're not allowed to put it on ships and send it out of Taiwan at this time. Actually, it's not just Taiwan. There's no international shipping that I know of, of spent fuel assemblies. So just the fact that we've got these highly radioactive fuel cells sitting here, what are we going to do with it? And to me, that's the biggest concern about nukes is, safe disposal of these thousands and thousands of highly radioactive fuel cells
1: a six-member delegation of french mps has arrived in taipei ahead of talks with taiwan's president Premier and Foreign Minister. The group is led by François de Rougie, head of the France-Taiwan Parliamentary Friendship Group. It's the latest in a flurry of European delegations to visit Taiwan in recent months. On a five-day visit, the MPs will hold discussions on post-pandemic economic recovery and security in the Indo-Pacific region. De Rougie is the former president of France's National Assembly and has been a vocal supporter of Taiwan. He proposed a resolution backing Taiwan's Participation in international organizations, which was passed by France's parliament last month. As we mentioned, this week is the run up to Taiwan's referendums, which will ask voters to choose yes or no on four main topics. Many Taiwanese see these votes as a way to participate in the lawmaking process. Over the past decade, the way referendums have been held. And their criteria have changed. Our reporter Eric Tsai looks at how these changes have affected the polls.
4: This isn't the entrance to a Beyonce concert. This is the entrance to the polls. On November twenty fourth, 2018, millions of Taiwanese citizens over the age of 20 cast votes for their local officials and representatives. They were also given the chance to make their voices heard by voting on referendums. In the past, If 25% of yes voters came out to vote, and no one came out to vote no, the results would be invalid, because it doesn't exceed the 50% eligible voters clause. Now, if 25% voted yes, but no one came out to oppose them, the referendum would pass. This makes validating the referendum easier, because it puts the onus on the opposition. Those who oppose the referendum must show up to vote. Even though the barrier to nominate the topic is lowered, The fact is, the topics are complicated. This allows for whomever has the control of messaging to heavily influence the voting outcome.
5: There's been a lot of discussion about both referendums and recalls. And, you know, these are both things that people might feel suspicious about whether or not they're really helping Taiwan's democracy. Uh, and it's not so much that the tools themselves are problematic, but when the threshold to enact these tools becomes so low, it starts to cause a little bit of fatigue on the system where we see people spending more time campaigning, financing, trying to advocate for certain referendums or certain recalls, which is fine. But, but it's become such an amount of time and resources that could be spent in a much more productive, uh, helpful way for for Taiwan's politics.
4: Referendums in Taiwan, does it help or is it hurting Taiwan's democracy?
5: It is doing a little bit of both. Uh, it's good to have this system, and it is good that people are able to mobilize and express their support or lack of support for certain policies. I think where it's starting to hurt the system a little bit is the amount of time and effort that political parties are having to spend on referendums, uh, which I think is becoming a little bit of a resource drain. I think a number of more pressing topics that uh, both political parties uh, could and should maybe be spending their time on
4: this saturday taiwan will be voting on four different referendums with one of the topics even addressing the process of how referendums will be held critics say trying to get voters to choose a simple yes or no on complicated topics raises more questions that go unanswered are referendums really the best way for citizens to make their countries a better place grace chen and eric tai from taiwan plus
1: taipei's first ever mobile restaurant bus open for business promising to bring passengers on a tour of the city's best sites while delivering a fine dining experience. People can enjoy either afternoon tea or dinner on the double-decker vehicle while viewing many of Taipei's most famous landmarks, including National Sun Yat-sen Memorial Hall and Taipei 101. The idea was inspired by the success of similar services in Tokyo, London and Hong Kong. But anyone looking for a seat should act quickly the restaurant is fully booked through the end of this month. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Inka Vat. We leave you with images of Santa spreading joy on a fire engine to children with COVID isolating in Peru. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit taiwanplus.com.